Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma. And we are both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. Welcome to the episodes. Unlucky 30. Oh, unlucky 30. Yeah. Bloody balls. Which is a shame because it's a big one. Yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's our second... TWW episode ever, and it's me in the spotlight this time. Listeners, this is a trigger warning. Yeah. If you do not want to hear somebody get the results of a pregnancy test, don't listen to this episode. Do not listen to this episode. Because that's what happens. That's what's going to happen. And it's going to be like you're standing in a kind of Wild West saloon bar and everybody's pointing their triggers at you. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty emotional. Yeah. I would suggest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Consider yourselves warned. If you're not feeling particularly robust, don't listen. Do not listen. We will not be offended. Absolutely no way. Not we... offended at all. No. Um, but, yeah, so obviously I had my two-week wait and did a little audio diary. So that's there for your listening pleasure. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I can't. It makes me cringe. It makes me feel a bit ill. Um <laughs> But but hey, it's there for you guys. Uh, we've also um, got Professor Tim, of course. We have got Professor Tim. IVF, what the F? IVF, what the F? And he is talking about DHEA. Yep. Which is like a supplement Indeed. that you can take. Yep. Um, and that's an interesting conversation because yeah. it, it mainly consists of me reading off a website. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's something neither of us really know too much about, to be fair, um, other than to know it's a little bit controversial. It is a bit controversial. Um, cool, that's the business out the way. Yeah. Um, I've got I've got something to talk about. Oh, hello. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about folic acid versus folate. Yes. And we were a bit like, hmm, huh, ooh, oh, mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Um, and we asked people to send in messages. Oh, yeah, we did. So we have a listener here from Sydney. He's just sent in a little bit of um, an explanation about folic acid versus folate. And she says, "What? Well, here's what I've learned in two years trying to conceive. For majority, folic acid is okay, as your body will methylate and turn into its active form. But for others, those with the MTHFR gene mutation, and that is a gene mutation that um, we didn't talk about because... Um, it's a very long story, but let's just uh, let's just say I was calling it the motherfucker gene. 
Yeah. Um, with the motherfucker gene mutation, folic acid is not okay as our bodies methylate at a reduced rate and folic acid gets blocked and does not do what it needs for our body or for a pregnancy. Therefore, we must take a supplement with folate in its active form. MTHFR gene mutation C can be detected by a blood test. It's quite well talked about in Australia, but I don't know about the UK. Even our fertility specialist said some specialists don't believe it causes any issue, while others believe it's linked to recurrent miscarriage. Therefore, many naturopaths, which I've heard that word before, yeah, um, and fertility experts, recommend taking a, post, a prenatal supplement with folate 5 MTHF to be on the safe side. To confuse matters, there are various types of the MTHFR gene mutation and the type you have depends on how it affects your body. In Australia, they also add folic acid to all wheat flour, which means I now have to avoid all breads, bagels, pizza bases, pancakes, etc. Although organic flours don't have to add them, and if they do, they have to be listed. Wow. Hope this helps. Keep up the amazing work. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks. Um, listener from Sydney who did not give her name. Yeah. Um, um, that's really helpful and a lot of information to absorb. Just like we need to absorb folates or folic acid. Indeed. Which hopefully we are. Yeah. Because no one bloody tells you or does a test as to whether you have the mutation no. or not. So I would imagine that that would be one for a private clinic. Yeah. Or a private doctor. But shouldn't, like, if it's if it's common... Yeah. Should we not all test? I mean... Maybe not. I don't know. That, it's funny because one of the nutritionists was saying something like 40% of women have this gene mutation, but I'm not sure where she got that information from or mm. how, um, how like, well-respected that view is. Yeah. So, uh, the debate continues. If anyone else wants to talk about yeah. it, please... We welcome your Row feedback. Row in, guys. Row in. Absolutely. And in, in order to contact us, after you've rated and reviewed the podcast, yes, yes, yes. Um, you can email us at bigfatnegativepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, like that lady did. At bigfatnegative. And Twitter. At bigfatnegative. And Facebook. Bigfatnegative. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah. guys. Enjoy. Please enjoy and please don't listen if you're in a vulnerable place. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Emma, how have you been? I'm all right, thank you. Good. Yeah. Um, pregnancy klaxon. FYI. Um, so we're going to do for me first again because your news is way more important and you should save the best things for last, right? Mm. Um, haven't got much to talk about this week. Mainly... Um, like <laughs> it's it's so funny because we were always just like oh people who are pregnant just moan about pregnancy all the time and it's true they do and it pisses me off mm-hmm. but I've like I'm not encountering like big moans I'm encountering like slight niggles okay yeah one of them is that none of my clothes fit me anymore yeah um or feel comfortable and this weather has been so shitty that I had kind of planned for the main part of the pregnancy to be when it's warm because if you think about yeah. the weather last year yeah. got really warm real early that's and true. then it just stayed like that and we didn't wear tights for like six months and you were thinking so if i'm buying matley maternity clothes it's just going to be floaty dresses floaty dresses like um delicate trousers that kind of thing mm. so i've got a wardrobe full of elasticated like nice trousers and floaty dresses and i can't bloody wear them 
Mm. So I'm just wearing literally like... Because it's fucking freezing. Because it's fucking freezing all the time. It's, it is supposed to get warmer this week. I hope so. And we are recording a week ago, so it was warm. It's difficult to work out, but yeah, think about it. And yeah, it's just like I'm just having a wardrobe nightmare, Gabs. Oh, mate. I know. Oh, I'm not sorry for you. <laughs> still, still not sorry for you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just, I, I guess, eagerly awaiting the warm weather. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like <coughs> through my pregnancy, I've been like, people, again, people who moan about pregnancy are stupid. People who are like, oh, oh, where was me? I'm so weak and delicate are stupid. But actually it's kind of starting to catch up with me now. Oh dear. So like you you can hear me coughing and that's because of the acid reflux that I've had, um, which just comes on at 6pm every day without fail whether I've eaten anything bad or not and it just makes me cough and that's fine I can deal with that we Mm -hmm. can deal with that um but today I had a bit of a funny turn at work so I just suddenly I was like sitting at my desk and I suddenly started to feel really like like have a really bad tummy ache Mm. and and I was sitting there being like oh and I couldn't really leave my desk because I was kind of monitoring something yeah monitoring some wires um and I was waiting for someone to come and take over from me and when they came and took over, I got up to go and have lunch and I just felt really faint. And my heart was pounding and I just just was like sweating. I was kind of cold oh, sweating. God. And I was just like, fuck, what is this? Like, what's going on? Mm. Um, so I went downstairs and like my office has like a nurse, a well-being nurse. Oh, wow. <coughs> and I was like, is there anybody there here that I can see? Because um, I just feel... I've just, I'm pregnant, I've had a funny turn. And the receptionist was like, um, it's by appointment only. And I was What's like, the point of that? Yep. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, but she was like, I do have a room that you can lie down in. So I just went and lay down for half an hour. And just like, I find my mum while I was, and she kind of taught me through stuff. Because mm, she's, she's a nurse. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just felt like it, it was just a, kind of weird and scary. And it made me realise that, I am beginning to slow down now and I am beginning, like pregnancy does actually have an effect on your body. Mm-hmm. And I've been so lucky through it because I haven't really had any yeah. proper symptoms at all. Yeah. Um, but I am just going to have to slow it down, I think. Wow. Um, and then I found a midwife and described it to her and she was like, it happens sometimes. It happens. Just eat <laughs> a tracker bar. Yeah, exactly. She was like, have you got low blood sugar? And I probably, because of, the um, heartburn I'd been trying to like manage what I'd been eating which probably meant that I hadn't eaten as much as usual uh, so I probably did just have a drop off in blood sugar right. but I just I think it just made me think that I've got to really think about what's happening now and what like and my body essentially mm. yeah um so and that's kind of you know that's kind of been my week really like well that's an important realization yeah I mean I, I felt a lot more movement this week as well which has been really exciting that's nice um and that, you know, it's very reassuring as well, because when you're having quite an anxious pregnancy, or when you're, when you're quite anxious as a person, <laughs> um, you know, I don't have to go for any scans anymore, because I know that it's wiggling about in there. Yeah, 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 that's good. Um, which is great, and I, I feel very lucky to have got to this stage. Mm. But um, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny mm. that I've all this all the way through this, I've been like, oh, other, other pregnant people are stupid. 
Yeah. And now I'm just like... Lightweights. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm just like, oh, and I'm oh, only 22 weeks. Dear. I've got 18 more weeks to go. My chickens have come home to roost. <laughs> <coughs> they have. <laughs> um, but Gabs, I mean, I've been talking for five minutes now and nobody wants to know how my week's been. Right. You all right? Um, yes. Uh, so, you know, because I like to copy you. I did a I did an audio diary of my two week wait. Shall we have a listen? We, yeah, let's have a listen. Um, so it's the morning of my embryo transfer. It is a gloriously sunny day. The sky is really blue and bright, which is nice. That's filling me with joy. It is also April Fool's Day, which I am trying not to dwell on. Um, but it was Mother's Day yesterday, so I'm going to take the symbolism from the Mother's Day bit, not the full bit, I think. Um, And basically, I've just had breakfast, I've had some muesli and a smoothie from M&S, which has, like, all of the fertility stuff you'd ever want. It's got, like, beetroot, pomegranate, goji berries, blackberry, and it's, like, high in folic acid. So I figure, like, that's got to be a good good brew. Um, I am a bit concerned that I've just... I've just had muesli as well, which is cold with milk. So now I'm like, oh, if I just put a load of cold stuff in my stomach, which is going to like pull all the heat from my uterus. But I'm going to follow it up with a lemon and ginger tea to counteract it. Bam. Get the heat back in. Um, I am really in quite a positive frame of mind. I'm, I'm excited. I've had some messages from friends, which are making me really happy. I've had a lovely card from BFN Emma um, and I am just reading the chapter on embryo transfer from Get a Life, His and Hers Guide to IVF, which um, of course we interviewed the author Richard Magney a couple of months ago. Um, So just reading that particular chapter because to be honest it's a great book if you haven't read it and you're doing IVF I, th- I, can, I think you should grab it just because I just duck in every time I've got I'm at a particular stage and I just read that chapter and it just generally makes me feel a bit better about everything not that I'm feeling bad but it's just quite nice and reassuring um so yeah uh, my next challenge is trying to work out what I'm going to wear because I, I everyone says wear something comfy but I'm actually thinking about wearing jeans and a jumper it's the little things isn't it um, so I'm going to work that out now. I'm not going to have a shower because um, I don't want to put any fresh chemicals on my body. I am also not going to wear any makeup, which is great because I've just woken up with like two huge spots. So um, I'm going to look really fucking ugly when I'm getting this transfer. Um, so that's nice, but I'll just get over it because it's for the greater good. Anyway, um, I yeah, it's it's quite early. I'm going for acupuncture first, and then I'm going for the transfer. So I'll check in later. Uh, so I'm just walking home from the station after the embryo transfer. Um, it went really well, I think. Basically, we got in there, and they said that the embryo was it defrosted well and uh, still had all of its cells and had started to grow again and then yeah it was good we just did the transfer which to be fair I kind of forgot what I got so used to the nice little transvaginal scans that aren't very uncomfortable and forgot 
what a smear test is like with the old speculum. So that was a little bit uncomfortable, admittedly, but it's fine. And um, yeah, it's weird watching it happen. Like it's crazy. Like you see this little kind of blob kind of, he was like three, two, one, and then the blob kind of came flying out into my uterus. Um, and it's, yeah, it's quite, quite impressive. Um, so yeah, I went for a, was desperate for a wee afterwards, so I went straight away for a wee. Had Emma's words in my head, like, you can't poop, you can't wee out an embryo. Can't wee out an embryo. You can't wee out an embryo. Um, and then we've just popped into our local Ponzi gardener's shop and bought a little plant. Um, just to kind of, I don't know, mark the occasion. Maybe it's silly, I don't know. But it's nice. I like buying plants anyway, so why not? A little celebratory plant. So, yeah home now for the afternoon to go and chill I think um, feeling good after the acupuncture even though I was actually like I, I got on the wrong train on my way to acupuncture and was 10 minutes late because I had to get off at the next station get on a different train like a douchebag but I kept my cool and yeah I've been feeling good all morning so pretty excited hello there um, it is 1DP5DT. Yeah, is that what we're saying? Anyway, it's the day after my transfer. Um, and I'm feeling good. Uh, but the head fuck has definitely started to set in. Like, every time I'm kind of, my brain kind of wants to be positive about everything, my other part of my brain just like slaps it down. It's like, no, don't be like that. This isn't going to work. And you're going to be heartbroken. So I'm just kind of like, oh, it's a bit tiring, isn't it? When one, to, one side of your brain is fighting with the other side of your brain. Um, but I feel fine. Like, I'm just, just chilling. Um, yesterday, like, when the catheter went in to my cervix, it was quite sore. Like, I definitely felt a sharp kind of pain. And then later in the evening, I was feeling, like, kind of little, small, like, little shooting pains. Like, not crazy I didn't need to take painkillers or anything I just um I just noticed it and I was like oh what is that um so I'm a bit I don't know I'm a bit paranoid I don't know what I'm paranoid of like I don't know what potential ailment is wrong with me that I'm trying to imagine but um yeah again today like I can definitely feel little tiny twinges but I don't know like I just think um I just think it's the kind of soreness from yesterday and um yeah and then so last night I had quite a good sleep except I woke up and I had like night sweats and then so obviously this morning I was convinced that I'd boiled the embryo and I was like well no embryo could survive that molten heat so so there's that that's fun um and yeah I'm just I'm just gonna chill I think I'm just keeping it cool today I'm probably gonna start looking at work tomorrow maybe a little bit I've kind of got this kind of agreement where I said I was I was off until Thursday but I might I might start looking at stuff tomorrow but I am keeping it all chill and all working from home for the next two weeks um if you can feel if you hear any jingling basically I went yesterday to get some new cat food for my cats because they they have to get medicated vet veterinary food because they're fatties and um I bought them some new collars and they 
I've popped them on and they sound like reindeers. It's like I've got two reindeers in the house, which is, I mean, it must be annoying for them. It's quite annoying for me. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, generally feeling good, up for it. And um, yeah, just trying to quieten down both sides of my brain, really. Just not think about it. Hello. Um, it is day three past my transfer. Um, I, I've i definitely started to experience the whole roller coaster of emotions thing. Like I, I, I went into this thinking like, because we talk about this so much and because I've heard so many stories and I've, you know, blah, 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 and I've read books and blah, blah, blah I'm going to be actually, I will be fine. But actually, I've definitely fallen victim to the, the head fuck. Um, like, it's just insane. Like, you, you're just so desperate for a sign. Like, it's, you know, I've, I've read everywhere that the symptom, you don't get symptoms and the symptoms are the drugs and, like, you know, not everyone gets some sort of implantation pain or implantation bleed. But I just the last two days have been just obsessed with the fact that I haven't had any of that and I'm like well clearly it's not worked um which I've kind of climbed down from a bit now because I know that you know you can get no symptoms at all and 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 you be pregnant so I'm just trying to maintain a kind of level head um, on that one but I've definitely kind of been up and down over it and um but yesterday I did some meditation um which really really helped I did I used the Headspace app and I used Mindful IVF app um from Gordon Mullins who we interviewed um gosh ages ago now on the podcast um so I used both of those and I did feel better after it um I felt very relaxed and you know I mean god who knows if it made a difference um today I am working from home I've been off for the last three days just living the life of Riley so now I'm kind of back doing work which is good actually because it's it's taken my mind off off the constant questioning um so that is a good thing and um yeah I think I'm feeling all right I'm kind of I'm not feeling as hopeful anymore and I'm equally I'm not feeling like I'm in some sort of pit of despair. I'm just kind of like, meh, we'll see, you know, it's either going to work or it isn't. Um, I was talking to my husband about the the kind of odds um, and because, you know, they say like, oh, what is it like? 30 to 40 percent chance of success which I kept in my head kept guessing like there's more chance of it not working than working we all know that but he pointed out like our odds on 40 percent it's quite binary our odds are either 100 percent or zero percent it's either going to work or it isn't um so it just depends which side of that fence we're on it depends on the embryo it depends on my uterus how lovely and squishy and comfy it is um so it's either it's either or it's either going to work or it's not so you know that that kind of makes me feel a bit better I guess in some way um but yeah anyway it is it is not much fun is it it's a bit of a head fuck and next Friday feels like ages away um so important update um obviously I am working at home and and you know doing lots of very important work whilst also googling things about the two-week wait and I've stumbled across this from Ava 
which says, can you feel implantation? And it says, um, does the process of the embryo burrowing into the uterine wall produce any physical symptoms that you may notice? In a word, no. Even if you're paying close attention to your body and notice little twinges, it's highly unlikely that they're related to the implantation process. The embryo is half the size of a dust mite and you can't feel anything happening in your body at that cellular level any more than you can feel your cells dividing or your hair growing. I'm basically going to print that off and stick it to the wall because um, that will hopefully stop me from... Uh, going over and over again like was that a twinge did I feel twinges yesterday that's when it should have implanted has it implanted well okay this is just this is very helpful and hopefully it'll help the rest of my TWW sisters hello there um it is six day six um and that means I think today's the day where I could probably get a an accurate result if I did a test um I've been looking at Instagram there's like people who got like positives at day six people who get positives at day five but I think day six is the day it really kicks in um and it's Sunday so strictly speaking if I wasn't going to do it on my official test day today would be the day just because I've got some time to recover if it's bad news and whatever but um I purposely don't have any tests in the house, so I'm not going to do it. Plus, I just I just think testing early is a bad idea, because then I'll be stuck into this cycle of testing every day for the next week, whatever, and I think it would drive me mad. So I think, although both ways madness lies, I think this is the... not testing is the easier route. Um, but in other news, I've decided to make a list. A list of things I'm going to do if it's a negative to make myself feel better I'm going to do both sides I'm going to do what I'm going to do if it's a positive and what I'm going to do if it's a negative um what I'm going to do if it's a positive is probably just um smile um and, and be happy um if it's negative I my list is going to include um buying an expensive pair of shoes that I've wanted for ages yep uh-huh I'm going to do that I'm going to um, book a pedicure because I haven't been painting my nails for the last six months I'd say try and avoid the chemicals that are in nail polish but fuck it I'm going to do that uh, I'm going to go for a run because I haven't been running either I'm going to go for a run most importantly I'm going to get pissed and I'm get shit faced just for one night no probably not just for one night but I'm going to do it I'm just going to have some nice wine and um, and that's that's my comfort list I think that'll help Hello, um, it is 9DP5DT, uh, nine days past my transfer, which is officially the day that Emma tested, actually, which kind of makes me some sort of ultimate two-week wait champion. Um, so I'm doing two more days, but actually, can you be a winner when you've got two more days of the two-week wait? Probably not, right? Um, I am feeling fine it's just like I don't I, I mean I don't know I'm not feeling particularly positive but it's just like this whole thing of like when you have your transfer you've got all of this hope and all of this kind of like you're carrying your precious cargo you're being careful you're thinking about it all the time you know da, 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 da. you're like speaking to the embryo and but like you just can't maintain that level of you know 
intensity for two weeks. It's just like I feel like I'm just... I'm not, I don't feel special anymore. I don't feel like it's worked. I don't feel anything. I just don't feel anything. And it's um, it's a bit depressing. Um, I also feel... I feel like everyone is pregnant. Like, I've had two pregnancy announcements in my my weight so far and and everyone else is pregnant obviously that I know and it just feels like like I'm getting further and further back like like I'm you know like I'm you know even more left behind than ever before and it's it's kind of hard and I know there's a chance that this has worked and you know god knows I don't fucking know but I just it's hard it's just, just everywhere, isn't it? It's everywhere I look. Everywhere I look, people are pregnant and, um, you know, there's just no escaping it. But, yeah, anyway, so so I've got two more sleeps until I test and the only real update I have is that I've pencilled in my one of my best friends to come and get pissed with me on Friday night if it's bad news, which, you know, sounds like whatever, but has given me untold amounts of comfort for some reason I'm just like I know that if it's bad news my great friend is going to come to my house and we're going to drink wine and it's going to be okay so um I recommend that to anyone else in my position it's um yeah I mean maybe not everyone likes wine as much as me but it um yeah it has brought me great comfort anyway speak to you soon um hello it's the day before test day um, I'm in a co-working space, um, trying to work, and I've just completely lost my shit. Um, I started feeling like periody style cramps, and just I've just lost my shit basically. I'm just sitting here crying. God, it's embarrassing. Um, so yeah, I thought I was doing so well. <laughs> I was really doing so well. And now I've just lost my shit. Um, anyway, um, we'll see how this goes. I need to try and pull my shit together. Um, see you later. Um, hello. It is 5.19 in the morning on test day. Um, so I've just got a little pot of my own urine. And I'm about to open the test. Sick. My heart's pounding really fast. I've had a series of stress dreams about it all night, so just I just need to do it now. Mm, it's horrible. I'm just gonna get it done. Um, I can't believe it. It's, it's the second line. I'm pregnant. Oh my god. Um. I can't believe it. Um, I, can't, I can't believe it. Uh, I don't know what to do. Oh god, my heart's pounding. Um, um, it's amazing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Mate. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Um, thanks. You all right? How are you doing? Um, I mean, I think I'm still in shock, to be honest. Yeah. Um, sorry to everyone about that really breathy, quite disgusting audio it's there raw. towards the end. It's raw. Um, I, yeah. 
Um, it's raw and emotional. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously I'm I'm fucking great. Like I'm, you know, I can't I can't believe my luck. Like I can't believe it's happened. It's like I feel so lucky. Of course. And yeah, I'm just huge, huge relief. Yeah. Had, you know, had a really nice weekend. Just kind of being. Popped down to Brighton. Popped down to Brighton for a night in a hotel. Um, and, and uh, you know, listeners to the show will know how much I like to Google things, um, <laughs> including like baby clothes and all of those things. And so basically on Friday when I did the test, I kind of let myself kind of go for it, really. I unleashed the Google monster <laughs> that's been basically slapped down and not allowed to look at anything for the past, God, it feels like two years. It is um, two years, mate. And so, yeah, and I, I, so I did that. And then, but then I have to admit that very shortly after that, the kind of the fucking fear set in. I take full responsibility for that and I apologise. Fuck you, fucking fear. <laughs> I honestly, when we did that pregnancy episode and you guys yeah. were talking about it and I was just like, I, I was nodding along, but in my head I was like, nah, if it happens to me, I'm just going to be fucking happy and there's no, that's it. And a Zen goddess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I rang the clinic to to tell the clinic, and they were like, and I was like, oh, you know, so this is how much drugs I've got. So I'll probably, you know, if I'm going to be taking them for twelve weeks, I'll need X amount. And the person was like, well, well, yeah, we'll 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 give you drugs up until your scan, um, and then you know, if the scan's all good, then we'll give you the rest of the drugs for the twelve weeks. Oh, and I was fuck. just like, yeah, I was just like, oh god, yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Don't want to waste the drugs. Oh, on the God. Girl who gets to her seven-week scan and doesn't see anything. You can give them back. I know. Oh, anyway, whatever. Um, but that was kind of like a... I was already like... It was already in the back of my head, but that was kind of like a stark reminder. Jesus. And um, But you know what? Like, you know, I've managed to kind of pull it back and I'm Good. trying to just... Enjoy the moment, I guess. Um, I've got a scan booked in in about two weeks. Fuck. I know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the scan anxiety will be real. Of course it will be. I've done, well, I've done three tests now. I did the one. Oh my God, yeah, let's talk about that. I got yeah. a text from Gabby. <laughs> I did one Friday morning, obviously, which is my official test day. Mm-hmm. And then I did one, I bought a cheap one on my way to Brighton from Superdrug for like 2.99 or something stupid. And I did it on Sunday morning in the hotel mm-hmm. and like nothing appeared on the test, like no lines. So not even a control line. Not even a control line, no lines at all, which is thank god because that obviously indicated that it hadn't worked, but still. Oh like, my god. Not getting anything on the test was just like oh. You texted me and my heart stopped. Yeah. I told John and he went fuck. Like that. <laughs> he was like this here's what you tell her. <laughs> Yeah, I think you thought that there was a control line yeah, and there was no second line, but there wasn't any line. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I didn't really panic, to be honest. I kind of knew it hadn't worked, but it did freak me out a little bit. And so I went home, when I got back from Brighton, obviously went and did my fancy test, my first response fancy yeah. test. And yeah, luckily enough, that was a nice, um, nice strong line again. Uh, 
I can't, it feels weird even saying it out loud. I can't, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a bit of a shock, really. Today you are pregnant. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the mantra, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Have you kept your test? I kept it oh, on my yeah. dressing table for like six weeks. Yeah, I keep looking at it. Yeah. All the time. Just so, because, I mean, well, you know this, mm-hmm. and I'm sure lots of our listeners do, but like, when you've never seen one before... It's such a novelty. When you first see one, it's just kind of like, huh? <laughs> what? <coughs> so yeah, I just keep, um, yeah, I just keep looking at it. Oh, mate. Yeah. It's so exciting. I know. Oh, I know. It is, it is exciting, but I am scared. Yeah, of course it's really scary. And and the worst thing is that because you you make this podcast, you know all the stats, you exactly, know all the numbers. Yeah. But you've been going on, there's a really good website called Miscarriage Odds Reassurer. Mm, yeah. Which been you can on that. Google. Um, and that's, what's, has that given you a percentage? Yes. Yeah. And yeah, that that's good, I guess. But yeah, I think the thing is like, you know, we do know all the stories, you know, our friends of ours, yeah. like people we know really well, Yeah, people in the community that we follow and we, you know, care about deeply have had this happen and then had it go wrong. So it's very hard to kind of just completely embrace it and, you know, Google everything. Yeah. And like, you know, we've told quite a few people because... Because when when we're so open about IVF, everyone knew that we were doing it, and everyone, yeah. a lot of people knew when the test day was. So you mm-hmm. kind of, you kind of, uh, you end up telling people, and then kind of instantly, kind of thinking, God, I hope this doesn't go wrong. Am I jinxing it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Am I jinxing this? Should I not be saying this to people? You know, it's, it's all of that. It's, all, it's know. very hard to know. I, my I, my thought is always, if if it does go wrong, I want people to. No, well, so that absolutely. I mean, that's what's wrong with me. That's exactly. Um, that's the thing, isn't it? And that's yeah. why I've been so comfortable with sharing everything all along. Mm-hmm. Is that because you know I do think that people should talk about it when it goes wrong, so that others know. Yeah. But when it's, but yeah, when it's you and you're like, oh, just yes, yeah, so many people would know. Mm-hmm. But hey, I mean, yeah, as I say, I just, I'm so fucking grateful, and I'm so just, yeah. Amazed. I'm <laughs> just amazed. Well, it's it's like Kat said on that on our pregnancy podcast, like you are where you need to be. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, you've you've jumped another hurdle. Yeah, exactly. It's not the last hurdle, but it's another hurdle. Precisely that. Yeah. I think it's um yeah, I think speaking to everyone that we've spoken to, there are so many mantras now that I can kind of go through in my head and kind of make myself calm down off the ledge when I'm having one of those moments. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the the overarching emotion is just joy. Good. Yeah. That's great. Just, just happiness. Amazing. Um, but we should probably say we, you know, we know that this impacts the podcast. This is an infertility podcast. Significantly. Yeah. And we are going to have a think about what to do yeah and maybe come with some options for what you guys think we should do for next week i mean the reality is this could go wrong so yeah we're not going to stop yet yeah i mean in the short term we're definitely going to keep talking you know we're going to keep on with this segment at least yeah and um, we're going to keep talking about ourselves because you know we're narcissistic like that um but yeah, I think we we need to have a serious conversation. Yeah, 
we want to keep doing the podcast because we love it and we know it helps lots of others as much as it's helped us so we will endeavor to continue it's just we will probably have to consider the format yeah but mate you're pregnant i know (laughs) today 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 you're pregnant yeah see you next week 
Also, this website also says that it's it's there's research suggesting it has anti-aging properties. Oh yeah, you can just take it to stay young forever. Yes. Which we'll is, all be doing. Yeah, it's the what's it called? The something of youth. The fountain fa- of youth. It's the fountain of youth. Wow. Um like it, that witch in um Star what's it called? Like any fairy tale? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like a witch. Yeah, like, like a, a witch, witch in a fairy, any fairy tale. Um it's also, there's some research suggesting it might be effective at treating depression and osteoporosis and something called vaginal atrophy, which I'm not going to look into mm. because I don't like the sound of it. So so you might get multiple kickbacks for taking it then? Yes, but on this page, again, it's the website, um, it suggests that actually taking it while not under medical supervision might be a bit dodgy. Okay. Um, because it can... Basically, they point out it's a hormone. Um, use of it might increase levels of androgen and have a steroid effect. It might also increase the risk of hormone-sensitive cancers, including prostate, breast, and ovarian cancers. Mm. So, um, okay. and also it says it might worsen psychiatric disorders. So I'm just going to say, like, speak to your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just, like, suddenly Start take it. taking it. Yeah, I mean, it is controversial, isn't it? I think that's what... That's all I kind of knew about DHEA was that yeah. it was controversial. But it looks like you can just buy it online if you just want to buy it. Yeah. Which is dodgy. Well, I think Zeta West has got a DHEA supplement you can buy online. Okay. Well, I'd, I'd say consult with your doctor first. Yeah, but, absolutely. But here's what Professor Tim had to say. So DHEA is a supplement, so it's not a drug. In fact, it's not a drug means it's not being properly tested in uh, you know, pharmaceutical company funded trials. And as it's a supplement, the studies on it are pretty limited. DHEA is a mild androgen, so it's a very mild sort of male hormone that uh, you can buy off the internet. And some poor quality small studies have suggested that women with a low ovarian reserve, so low numbers of eggs in their ovaries, if they take DHEA at a dose of 75 milligrams per day by mouth for probably 10 to 12 weeks before an IVF egg collection, that this may improve the number of eggs collected. Again, the studies are poor quality, so we don't know for sure whether there's an improvement, but there does seem to be a trend in that uh, in that direction. There doesn't really appear to be an improvement in egg quality this is more about egg number and importantly the studies don't show that there are more babies born from this so it may be that you get a few more eggs but whether that results in a higher live birth rate no one really knows thanks professor tim it's the end the end what a big episode for you yeah yeah um i hope i hope that's not too hard to listen to is my main hope um, sorry everyone if, if that is do you know what? it's really it's really weird sitting across from you going through the exact same thing that I was going through 16 weeks ago yeah really weird and you're I'm making the same faces at you that you made at me yeah at that time it's um yeah it's hard because you know we do this podcast and it's about infertility and mm-hmm. we've both well I mean gosh I've only I'm only at the first hurdle as discussed but you know it's it's a strange world when you have success yeah because you don't really know if you've got these mixed feelings because all of these new friends that you've made you feel like maybe they don't want to talk to you anymore yeah which is not nice because I love all the people I've met yeah absolutely but they haven't abandoned me no no and you know we, know, we don't know what's going to happen so yeah anyway in the meantime we'll see you next week bye guys bye, bye.
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 